Hey everybody, I'm Eric Obremt, and you're listening to Be Authentic or Get the Fuck Out. We talk about real shit, what's on our minds, and don't give a fuck if it makes you feel a little uncomfortable. So sit back, strap in, and get ready for some real shit. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Be Authentic or Get the Fuck Out. I'm your host, Eric Obremt. Uh, housekeeping, share this shit. I say it every fucking time. If you like it, if you get something out of it, share it, share it with people. Um, we're just trying to reach as many people as we can so we can help as many people as we can. So that being said, I have been told lately that I need to spend a little time doing more solo, um, podcasts. And I don't know why I've been apprehensive about it a little bit. Um, I enjoyed it when I did it the last couple of times. Um, but for whatever reason, it's maybe it's easier when I have a guest here because I can, I can put the, I can put the spotlight on them and not on me because then if this episode fucking bombs and nobody likes it, it's fucking all on me. But if another one bombs, I can blame it on them. Um, no, I wouldn't actually do that, but, (laughs) but I could at least, right. Maybe in the back of my mind, I could do that. Um, but so I've been, I've been thinking for a while, I've been thinking for a while about what I would want to talk about if I did a solo uh, podcast again. And I had Hunter Ballou in here the other day and we were talking, uh, we did an episode actually. And afterwards we went out to dinner and we were chatting and we were chatting about a few years ago or a couple years ago. I don't know, whenever the fuck COVID was. Um, about my episode in Florida and why I'm so anti fucking Florida. Um, and I'm not anti Florida. I'm anti this situation that happened to me. Uh, and he asked me if I had actually ever publicly talked about that time in my life. And I was like, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I've publicly talked about it. Uh, I've, I mean, I've definitely like not hidden it. And I've talked to numerous people about it, but then I started thinking and he's like, or, or I started talking to him a little bit more and he's like, Hey man, he goes, you know, that's some shit that people need to hear. Um, that's some shit that people need to hear because people need to hear about failures and fuck ups. Um, and that one was a big failure, uh, and a big fuck up that set me back, um, quite a bit. So anyway, the, so the purpose of today is to share with you a fuck up of mine that was it was so large that like it put me in a position where um financially I was like I I didn't know exactly what I was going to do I didn't know what I was going to do so what happened was so we'll rewind get back to when it started we'll call it like I don't know three years ago when the fuck was covid 2019 2020 yeah. so it was end of 2019 beginning of 2020 so it was beginning of 2020 ish and there was a and some of you probably remember this um people all in the forums and the fucking facebook groups and all the bullshit there was a guy that was trying to sell his uh business or part of his business down in jupiter florida and he was supposedly this guy who had um, he had a small roofing company down there, but had been around for a while. It was a family business at one point. Um, he had a decent reputation, but 
hadn't paid some bills and had gotten into some debt and needed some help and blah, 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 blah. And, um, was looking for somebody to partner with them. And people were talking about it and everybody was sending emails and, you know, Facebook messages and all that bullshit. And I got numerous Facebook messages about it because apparently this guy also was very retail driven down there and didn't know anything about insurance restoration work. So it really made sense that somebody would possibly go partner with him, you know, from the Midwest that wanted to get in and have a Florida license, which depending on when this fucking airs, you know, is a shitload of people doing the same fucking thing in Florida right now because of Ian. Right. And so I don't know if this is a cautionary tale for anybody, but, and again, depending on when this airs, but so it it was a very attractive situation for somebody from the Midwest who knows insurance, understands insurance, understands, you know, hail obviously, and not hurricane, but understands the insurance process. Right. But doesn't understand Florida law, doesn't understand Florida builds, um, build process, production process. So it made sense to try and find somebody. And then if that guy was good enough to keep him on for production, which is, you know, kind of is where this is going. So I'd gotten all these different phone calls, emails, whatever. And then there were people that were trying to make these connections. And so what I have not publicly talked about is the fact that I was connected via um, Anthony Del Medico over at Storm Ventures Group. And I actually, I was the one that reached out because Anthony was down there talking with this guy. His name was Danny. Um, well, fuck him. His name is Danny Tamichi. I, I have nothing to fucking hide anymore. Danny Tamichi can kiss my fucking ass. Um, and he works for Cinemark now. So I'll fucking throw that out there too. Cinemark fucking employed this prick. Um, but anyway, uh, I had called Anthony and said, hey, is this guy for real? Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested in this. And Anthony, he had been down there and, and, you know, visited his little office a little bit. And he's like, yeah, he's for real. He's got a nice little place down here. Um, it should be a good opportunity uh, for the right person, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I'm like, well, I'm going to fly down there and, and talk about it. The whole thing, every phone call that I had with anybody was, oh, you got to fucking move fast, though. You got to move fast, got to move fast, because if you don't move fast, you know, his the liens that he's got from suppliers and stuff are going to end up making the business close down and he's going to lose his license. And so if the shit doesn't get paid off fucking really fucking fast, then the whole fucking thing goes out the window and, and you just lost the opportunity. I'm like, all right, fuck. Um, and what, and what's the worst thing to do in a situation like this move fast, right? Like I fucking know better. I know better than to do that, but I saw, I saw fucking dollar signs and I saw fucking hurricanes coming, you know, in the next year. And I saw this opportunity to grow without thinking about doing proper due diligence. But so I fly down there anyway, and I fly down and I fly down a couple of times, but I fly down and I spend a couple of days uh, with him. And then I even fly my family down and we go down and like hang out with his family. We go out to dinner. I take him to the beach. Like our kids are playing together. We go have ice cream on Sunday together with Tegan and his two kids. And, um, and I really liked the guy. Like I, I genuinely did. Like I felt bad for him. He'd been put in a fucking shitty spot. Um, I liked his wife. His wife was nice. His kids were sweet. And like, I wanted to, 
I wanted to help this guy. I wanted to have this win-win of I get to help a human and I get to make a fuckload of money at the same time. That's what I want to do. Like, what a fuck, what a great situation to be in to be able to do that. So the other thing, though, too, was looking back, he truly was a fucking con man. Like, he knew what he was doing because he catered. He did a great job catering to my, to my, to the things that matter to me and to my ego because he would tell me how much he appreciated the roofers and recovery program and what we were doing because one of the reasons that he went downhill was because he started using pills. But I mean, he was good now. He was good now, right? Um, obviously, false statement. And he might have been good at that moment in time, right? Because usually I can tell if somebody's fucked up on pills or, you know, whatever. Like I've just, I've, I've got enough that I've been around long enough to see that, that I can tell. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't see that. And um, so what ended up happening is, so I, what I did for people wondering like, what the fuck did you do? Did you buy it? Uh. So what I actually did was, is I made a deal with this prick that I was going to buy 80% of the company. And he was going to keep 20% because the way that I understood it and people watching this and be like, that's not how it fucking is. Well, I don't know. I didn't fucking know. I didn't know what the fuck it was then. Okay. But at the time, the way that it was explained to me was that he had to keep 20% of the company because if he did, then he could keep his license. He could keep his name on the license. And then eventually I could figure out a way to get it put in mind. I could test and do all that stuff, but to move forward quickly, this is how we would do it. So he would retain 20%. And then the deal was I was going to pay him a salary to run production. So he was going to run production because that was something that I did not understand was production in Florida. I understand production in the Midwest, but I don't understand the 97 fucking inspections that you guys have to do down there um, for, for Florida installs. So I was keeping him on as production and um, I was paying him. Ah, fuck. I can't remember. It was like 130 or 150. 50,000 maybe for the 80%. And then because of the other debt that he was in, I was going to give him a $50,000 promissory note so he could go pay off some of his um, like more internal debtors, whatever, right? But that 150 or whatever the number was, it was close to that. But that 150 that I was paying him was going to go towards paying off all of those, all of those liens that the suppliers had on homes so that those could all get released and um, we could get out from underneath that. And then I could set up my own accounts through my own suppliers and we could start selling and building more roofs, start making money and I could get the money back. No problem. Right? So I do that. The money has to be deposited into his, into the business account. I'm in the process of getting my name on the SunBiz registry thing. And during that time, obviously we're incurring expenses. So I'm influxing cash into the business to make sure that it stays afloat. Cause I'm like, okay, even if I influx, you know, a few hundred thousand into this, at the end of the day, we have, you know, one good event down there, whatever, I'll make that back in, you know, no time, like no problem. So I'm doing that. And then I'll never, for, and for some reason there was never any fucking money going in. It was always like a small deposit here or a little final thing here, but there was never like a real fucking like 
deposit. And I was like, God damn it. And I was down there a lot. Obviously, I wasn't down there enough and I needed to be down there. And one of the mistakes that I made was that I, I was I was committed, but I was probably only like 75% committed. And so if I was going to do that, like I needed to literally live there, right? And I, and, and like, I mean, I went and got an apartment. I shipped a car down there. Like, I mean, I had a place and like I spent a, a good amount of time there and I was in the office a lot and I was dealing with this and trying to rebuild a business and, and you know, um, hire more people. Um, but obviously I was, I was missing things, um, but there just wasn't enough deposits. And then all of a sudden I never forget. I was on, oh, I was on the retreat in Idaho on the Idaho retreat with Sam that I broke my arm that retreat. And it was before I broke my arm. And I remember standing outside and the phone was ringing and I answered it. And I think it was, yeah, it was him. It was that prick, Danny Tamichi. That was his fucking name. Danny Tamichi works for Centimark now. Um, he was calling, somebody was calling, attorneys were calling and the liens weren't going to go away. And something else was going to happen legally if we didn't come up with another $140,000 to pay everything off. And keep in mind, at this point, I had already, I had used a bunch of money that I had, I had sold a, a commercial property. So I was foregoing my 1031 savings to use this to, to invest into this. So that was obviously costing me money. And then I got to this point and I had to leverage my house. So now I had to leverage my fucking equity in my house and risk my house, my family, everything. Because now I was, now I was what I thought I was pot committed because I was already 180 in whatever it was. And so I ended up authorizing it. And I paid off the other 140 or whatever it was. Cause I was like, all right, if we get that paid off, we're fucking square. We're square. I, we can start from scratch. I'm going to call it a $300,000 investment. Fine. It's too much. People make fun of me. Like this is embarrassing to tell the story, right? Like I understand like people are going to be like, you fucking idiot. Like, yeah, I get it. Fuck you. Um, I was like, but I was like, I can make that back. Like I can make that back easy. Like I know what I'm doing. I know how to run a roofing company. It's fine. So I put that in and then I head back down there and all of a sudden I start getting mail and start intercepting mail and find out that this motherfucker didn't tell me about the other half million in debt that was in not only his name, but the company's name that my name was going on. I fucking lost my shit. Um, I was like, I'm done, dude. Like you fucked me. I got him to agree to sign a breach of contract letter because he fucking breached the contract that we had um, because he didn't disclose everything. He lied. Um, he gave me, he gave me that letter so that I was able to give it to my attorneys. Uh, and so they were able to get my name off of everything. So people weren't going to come after me because I was a victim in this fucking thing. I was an idiot in this thing. Don't get me wrong. I was an idiot, but I was also a victim in the thing. 
And I didn't want other people that were coming after him because what turned out was is that he was stealing deposits from homeowners, keeping the money, not building the roof. And so then all of a sudden the homeowners started calling and I wanted to make sure that everybody knew that that had absolutely nothing to do with me. Um, we ended up filing a lawsuit, um, uh, got summary judgment, but well, actually, no, I take that back. We were going to be granted summary judgment, but we were going to have to pay like another, I don't know, 10 grand, five, 10 grand, something like that for our attorneys to be able to finish it out, file the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. There was never going to be any money to get from him because he doesn't fucking have anything. I don't know. Maybe he does now sent to Mark. Um, but there was nothing that we were going to be able to get from him. And so I was like, look, I'm done spending time and energy on this cocksucker. Um, and I, so I just, I just closed it and I said, I'm done. My name's off of it. You know, everybody knows that I don't have anything to do with this business anymore. Um, and I, and I walked away and when it was all said and done, I was half a million in now for a lot of people watching this, a lot of people watching this will laugh and be like half a million fucking pussy. Like who gives a shit? Just move on to your next deal. Right. And I get that. I'm not the guy that says half a million dollars isn't a lot of money. Half a million dollars is a fuckload of money to a guy like me. And especially to a guy like me three years ago. Um, I had just had a couple of decent years um, in the business again and I, we were just getting our footing back and everything was kind of coming into, coming into focus. Um, and I had opportunities and, and moves that I could make. And this was the move that I decided to make. And I kind of put all my eggs in one basket with that. And again, my mistake. Um, and uh, I learned a lot from it. And what was really crazy was the work that I had to do on myself after it was done to get back to being me. And that was something that I kind of wanted to finish up with talking about was when you have huge fuck ups like this and huge failures like this and things that like shake you to your fucking core when you've put into jeopardy your home and your family and you know your 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 well-being and your income and you know what whatever else when you have that stuff happen you start to lose a lot of confidence in yourself and your decision making and i had to spend a lot of time working with my coach to i mean i had to figure out the why behind that i had to figure out I had to figure out why I didn't catch certain things that I usually catch because I'm usually a pretty good judge of character. Um, I'm, I can usually, I've usually got a pretty good gut instinct. Um, I usually can smell out bullshit. Um, and I didn't this time. And I had to do a lot of work as to figure out why, but then I had to do a lot of work. If you ever come into this situation, I had to do a lot of work to, reteach myself to trust myself and to trust myself to make decisions 
and to trust myself to take risks again because I always, I always, you know, felt really good about the fact that I, I was, I was not, I've never been risk averse, adverse. Yeah. I've never been risk adverse. And, and I know that we have to take, take risks if we're going to get rewards. Right. I mean, I know that I'm not the play it safe fucking guy. I've never been that guy. Um, but I went into this period of time where everything that I was looking at doing had like a goddamn bubble picture of Danny Tamichi fucking sitting there. And I was like, you motherfucker. Like he was like haunting everything that I wanted to do moving forward because everything had to have a Danny connected to it. And it took me, fuck, I bet it took me a year. I bet it took me a year to to get back my confidence um, and then grow it to a point where it had been before, right? Uh, but it took so much work. And so the point, the point that I'm making and, and, or the reason that I'm bringing all this up is because I know that people listening and watching have been through some bullshit like that. Um, I, and, and, and it might not be like that exact situation. It might not be half a million dollars. It might be $20 million for guys that do serious shit. And it might be somebody that fucked up on 10 grand and that put their family in jeopardy, right? It doesn't matter what the scale of it is because at the end of the day, it, it's kind of, it's kind of the saying, like, if you've got, if you, if you got a million dollars in your bank account and you take out 10,000, who gives a fuck? But if you got 15,000 and you take out 10,000, then you really give a fuck. So it's all about perspective. It's all about, it it doesn't matter the number. It just matters the, the, the percentage, right? Of what fucking hurt you. And then what's really real are the feelings and the anxiety that's associated with that transaction. And with that, with that amount, if it's money or that, feeling that you have because that because you think that you have let down your people and that's all i could focus on was that i let down my wife and my kid i fucked up they trusted me they trusted me to continue and to do the right thing and to make the decisions to better further our situation and i made a decision that put us in a really bad spot and that's not acceptable and it, and it, and it took me a long time to get out of that and so for anybody that's been through that i just want you to know like i get it and i understand and you can get through it but you can't get through it by yourself cuz you'll continue to fucking beat yourself up ask somebody for help ask somebody for help that's been through some shit like that or that's just smarter than you that understands how to get you through it because that's what I had to do. I had to do with somebody that I, that I, uh, that I trust that knew how to get me through that. So anyway, I've went long enough, but, but the point I just, I really wanted people to know people need to know losses. People need to know when you fuck up and that's how we, that's how we form connections is admitting when we're wrong, admitting when we fucked up and we were wrong and admitting that we've we've been through some shit 
and then talk about how we got through it. And so I just, I want people to know that like, it's not all fucking, it's not all rainbows and unicorns and, you know, pixie dust bullshit. It's, it's, you got to go through some of this shit. I mean, if, if I could take that one back, I'd fucking take that one back. I mean, I learned a shitload from it, but I don't know if I needed to pay quite that much for that education. Um, but I did, and I learned a lot from it and it's definitely helped me in my future endeavors. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that part as a win, right? I've dug out of the hole. Um, I've paid off all my debt from it and everything, but it, it still sticks with me a little bit. Um, obviously you can tell that I still have a little bit of resentment, resentment to the man, which is probably something I'm going to have to work on with a sponsor. (laughs) Um, I'd really prefer not to, um, and, and I have resentment to kind of everybody involved in the transaction, to be completely honest, um, for a long time I have, and that's probably something that I need to, that I need to forgive. Um, yeah, that'll take a while. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm still not ready fucking two and a half, three years later. Like I'm still, I still have a lot of resentment, um, towards those people that were involved in the transaction. Um, and, and that didn't take any ownership of, of any of it of any of it. So anyway, um, that's what I've got for tonight. Um, I just felt like sharing. I'm going to try and do more of these as I'm being told that I should, uh, unless y'all watch this and go, please don't fucking do any more of these. Please just bring on guests and, and let them answer questions because they're more fun than you are. If you say that, then that's what I'll do. But hopefully you got something out of this. If you did, please share it with your friends, share it on social media. Um, or don't if you didn't like it. Um, but the one thing that I will remind you of every time is be authentic or get the fuck out. Get the fuck out if you can't be authentic. Get the fuck out if you can't be authentic. Yeah. Swipes.